0: I want to thank our two sponsors for this show armored coffee up in Indiana and Randy LeBaire and his team. He is the owner and operator of a great faith-based company who makes great coffee. And, uh, he's just a good guy. And I want to thank him for supporting this show. Secondly, and most recently we've had a new addition to the coffee family in Conroe, Texas. And, would like to welcome Angie and her team from Summer Moon Coffee Conroe. Thank you for your support of Last in Line Leadership and this show, this podcast. And I want to encourage you, if you live in the Houston area, come up to Conroe, South Loop 336, Summer Moon Coffee. They've got some ridiculous choices and some really tasty treats uh, for the coffee enthusiast and even if you're not a coffee drinker this environment and this atmosphere they've created is just welcoming it's just a warm uh friendly environment it's fun to come in and just relax Uh, the team is just great in customer service so i wanted to give them a shout out and thank them for their support so come up and see them here in conroe summer moon coffee Hey, welcome again, Last in Line Nation, to another episode of Project Two Twenty Two, where we are talking to former collegiate athletes uh, who balanced their faith, who had challenges, the same ones you had, and we're coming right out of the Bible with Project 222 with, uh, Two Twenty Two, with Second Timothy Two Two, where he says Paul's talking to Timothy, and he says, "Hey." Take what I've taught you, teach it to faithful men so that they can teach others. So it's all about downstream investment. It's all about downstream encouragement, empowerment. So that's what we're going to do. And today I have got former NFL player, Jason Fox, who played at the University of Miami in his college days, go you, right? Uh, Drafted in 2010 and played for the the Lions and the Dolphins, I believe. So for six years, he's in the league, doing it at the highest level, uh, just pounding with the best in the world, uh, pounding heads, right? Uh, so he's a native of Fort Worth, Texas, kind of splits his time now between Austin and Fort Worth. Um, but here's the unique thing about him. And, and I, we were introduced by a mutual friend, and, and this guy is a strong man of God, and uh, he created... And founded a company called Earbuds in 2018, and he's going to tell us more about it because he can definitely do it more justice than I can. But it is a cool technology. I've got my kids downloading the app. I mean, we're all about it, so we can't wait till football season. But I'll let him talk more about it. But anyway, um, you know, he he uh, he has people from all over the world connecting with these celebrities, these athletes, just just inter- ordinary people. Um, but you know, I want to formally welcome Jason Fox to the show.
1: Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Excited yeah, to talk to you. It's
0: awesome to have you, man. Uh, we're going to talk a little faith. We're going to talk a little sports. We're going to talk a little earbuds, man. Talk about this whole idea you came up with and just this company and how it's sort of transitioning into this growth that you're seeing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we came up with the idea from actually my last career in the NFL watching athletes you know, in the locker room, getting off the bus before game. And and really, the first example was on the field watching Cam Newton warm up in his first ever college or professional football game. And, you know, while I was doing a routine, boring, you know, free game stretch routine, Cam just had his beats on and he was just jamming and dancing and getting into rhythm and getting the crowd amped up and getting his teammates into it. And, you know, my first thought was I was curious what he was listening to, but I thought I'm probably not the only one. There's you know 85,000 people in the stands and millions more watching at home. And Cam's an individual with millions of social media followers. Like how many of those people would also like to be in his headphones right now? And, and what would yeah. Cam say to him if he knew they were tuning in? And so that was, that was the idea. And since then we, we brought that to life. Uh, Earbuds is designed to bring people together through music. we partnered with the four largest streaming services to allow people to listen together in real time. Or on demand and you know one of the coolest things about us is we're provider agnostic if you're on spotify and i'm on apple uh, we can still listen together and you know that way across pandora and amazon as well and finally we're social we allow you to chat and interact and collaborate and send songs and save songs and, and even voice we've added voice where if you're listening to music and i'm tuning in i can i can hear you you know talk about what you're doing or why that why, the, why that music is important to you so wow uh, uh, that's that's what we're building at an earbuds and we're, we're really excited on
0: the on the path wow, we're on that's cool man it sounds like i've only scratched the surface of what this thing can do because i was in there toying tinkering around with it the other day and i was just looking through and i could see you know because it says live on there so some that I means somebody's actually right there doing that in that moment and you click in it's that's pretty cool uh man what a i mean what a picture of just kind of getting an idea and i feel like and you might agree with this that god maybe kind of gave you that and kind of led you down the road to develop that. And just watching that develop, like, I think that's a picture of just, you know, God's grace and us in obedience and, and his goodness, right, on the other side of that. So, um, man, I'm glad you shared that story because we're going to dive into some faith talk. Um, you know, I'm not 100% sure of your exact faith journey in college, but we're talking to college athletes. And so I'm imagining you've got probably some different, experiences you're you know you you're a believer you were i'm gonna assume a believer in college and if you were what challenges you had but before we get deep i want to have fun with the audience right so it's a big day for you we talked about that off off camera but we're gonna have a little fun with the audience so we're gonna get to know you all right okay. the in the enlightening in round starts within three categories we've got nutrition nuisance and never so we're gonna start with nutrition what's your favorite food and and why and then what's your least favorite
1: that's that's probably changed over time uh, or or uh, even you know what day or week it is i would say probably my overall sushi or my favorite sushi i give away the answer my favorite yeah. food right now is sushi uh, i probably eat it two or three times a week and yeah. because i love it but it's also not terrible for you like i i love tacos i love steak i love mexican or, or any Burgers, Mexican food, like, there's so – as an offensive lineman, you tend to love food. Uh, but the one that – probably the one I uh, love the most, but also it's the healthiest for you is out of all those, is sushi.
0: Okay. I, I was going to say, I think you were a lineman in the NFL, and you – I mean, I would think you didn't say no to much because uh, you got to keep up the, the stature, right? But right. – so what just absolutely on the other side of that coin will not be allowed to ever touch your plate? What, what is the what is the thing you cannot stand
1: there's not many of them um but the only thing that probably is on that list is tofu i'm not a fan of tofu i uh, all right I, I, I was in austin yesterday and i ordered some tacos and they brought out the on accident they brought out the tofu tacos and i nine times out of ten if someone brings me the wrong order i won't care i'll probably just eat it but yeah. I was like uh if you don't mind could i can I get whatever please? I don't. To yes, talk about it. that's probably the only one on the list I can think
0: of. Okay, I mean, I, I we're right there. We're on the same page. I'm fr- I'm sure a lot of our listeners are right there with you. All right, so moving <laughs> along. So nuisance. Um, we can do college or pro, really. Like, what what team just kind of got under your skin? Like, you guys as a group, just kind of looking at the schedule ahead of time during the season. You know, before the season, which one kind of got that? highlight star beside it that man i just can't stand these guys anybody fall into that category
1: absolutely in college it was it has to be florida state you know the miami florida state rivalry yep. is you know um you know still has to be near the top of the list but you know there was probably a 10 or 15 year span where it was the number yeah. one rivalry in college football and that is the game that you know when we the schedule came out, we always found that first. And my first two seasons in college, we opened up with them the first game of the season, Monday night. You know, I think it's uh, uh, Labor, Labor Day, Day yeah, Labor Day weekend. And so, and you know, on a Monday night football, the first game of the season against your <laughs> you know toughest opponent, it was really exciting because that you know set the trajectory of the, the entire season. And, you know, beating the the team you want to be the most, you know. Right the the first game of the season um but man that was that was the game because not only was it could you feel the energy in the stadium that was my first ever college football game as a true freshman i'm playing against florida state we're both ranked in the top 10 there's like celebrities on our sideline like i'm nervous i'm coming from texas high school football which is an amazing uh factory of football like i but it was even a whole different level going from you know senior in high school to Playing Florida State on Monday night—that's a—that's a big—that's a, big, a big jump.
0: All right, man. Round in this category, the enlightening round here. What's the new? What's the never? What's your? I've never, but I'm—I'm I'm gonna do this. What's that one thing out there? I mean, there's probably a lot, but what's that thing you want to share?
1: Oh man, uh, I've never traveled—you know—on the other side of the world outside of that. We went to England twice with the Dolphins to play football, but I haven't been to the rest of Europe or really. A lot of part of the world across across the across the ocean. So yeah, I, I plan to. Uh, I plan. I never have uh, traveled to that side of the world, but I definitely.
0: Man, this would have been a good timing to promote the company too at the in Tokyo right now. You could yeah. you could have marked off two off the list right there with that one exactly. But hey, all right, man, let's get into this then. Uh, you know, this is servant leadership platform, and it's talking to. Guys in in college, you know, believers or non-believers, really, but specifically talking about challenges to our faith and what tugs at us when we're in that college uh, atmosphere. You know, that climate of five-star athletes all around, and we're at a high level, and, and we're performing, in pressures in school, and so let's talk about things that you took. Just a couple of leadership qualities to start it out to set the framework some people that you kind of looked up to along the way, high school, college, and then some of those leadership qualities that you've even, that you held on to during that time and maybe even are still with you today.
1: Yeah, I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm a big believer in in mentors and coaches and uh, people to surround yourself with because you are naturally going to learn from them, emulate them. You're going Mm to, you know, it's, it's cliche, but it's so true of like, you are accumulation of, you know, the five closest people in your life. So don't surround yourself with people that are less than where you want to go. If you want to learn more about real estate, don't surround yourself with, right. If you want to be a, a, you know, a godly man or woman, surround yourself with godly, godly men and women like that. It's, it's really that simple. Um, And I've been super fortunate uh, from, from my parents, to, to coaches along the way through high school. When I got to college, some amazing teammates, some amazing coaches, and I found mm-hmm. several mentors in my life, uh, you know, since then. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into faith, but, you know, it was absolutely God's plan that he put me in Detroit. I had a really crazy road to get there. I had an interesting draft story, but um, Detroit is a place – unlike and it's kind of known within within the nfl is like they have a very strong core faith base like mm-hmm. you know the majority of the team goes to the the you know the bible studies and the chapels and the and you know they meet we meet we we met like three or four times a week for different for different reason it was a strong community uh of believers and people holding each other accountable and i've really a lot of churches try to emulate it with like these community groups and like you know, yeah. uh, and I've never seen it done so well. And it was in a professional organization, which was so crazy. And my, that's where my faith really, really took off because I guess I'm kind of getting into it, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I grew up in a very Christian home, uh, you know, church every Sunday that was kind of, you know, the rule. And I always considered my, myself a Christian, um, And and I I really believe I was, I I knew, I knew who, I knew who Christ was. I knew all the stories. I knew all those things, you know, in college and in life, you know uh, but it wasn't, it probably wasn't a public profession. I didn't live it out. I just knew it. I knew all the information. Uh, And so like in college, if someone met me or looked at me, I'm not sure if they would have said like, Oh, instantly he's a believer. He he, he knows who Christ is. Yeah. Um, and you know, and but I still went to all the Bible studies. I still went to all the check-ins. I, I call it check-ins because I, I've told this before. Of it was my way of thinking. That's what being a believer is. Is say, hey, I'm checking in, and then I'll, yep. I'll come back and check in some other time.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, which which is not <laughs> what being <laughs> a, a believer is all about. And I I really started to live out walking with Jesus and understanding what that looked like. Um, uh, in Detroit because it was such a amazing um, community of brothers in Christ that really, you know, said like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to hold people accountable of, of, of what, what it means to, you know, to follow yeah. Jesus and not yeah. at, not at a superficial level, not at whatever, but this is, this is what it looks like. And that is when my, my faith really took that next step.
0: That's good. Yeah. And I'm glad you talked about some of that, you know, uh, I guess you'll call it con- conditional faith sometimes, and and we call it, you know, the, we've got the catastrophic situations that re- bring us back to our faith, or we've got sort of the, you know, it's convenient in the, in a certain time, or you know, just like you said that uh, I don't know if it's a cultural perspective cultural christian perspective where we feel like we're checking a box and i fell into that category uh, a few times you know kind of up and down through that journey once you know until i realized like this is a way of life this is something i need like like oxygen every day like i'm not going to the oxygen tank you know once a month you know to breathe like this is a daily ongoing throughout the day thing and so i'm glad you said that because there's a lot of people listening i would i would imagine that you know, they get to college. So they grew up in church, they get to college and it's a whole different world, man. The lens just gets so big and different and you start seeing different beliefs, different people, different ways of thinking. How did that impact you? Like you, given the f- foundation you had, um, what challenges are out there that you faced? Cause I'm imagining it's constant or consistent throughout college sports. You know, these kids are going in. So I'm imagining, a lot is similar, but what was, what was impactful for you as far as challenges go?
1: Yeah. You know, you know, I say that, um, yeah, I'm not, I definitely don't want to backtrack because I I mean everything I said, but you know, I, when you hear a lot of testimonies, they're like, Oh, I used to do this, 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 and this. And it was like things that were like the polar opposite end of the spectrum. And and it wasn't, that wasn't my journey and nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that like, that's amazing that they found Jesus and, you know, it, and and he changed their life um but mine was more of like kind of just like lukewarm of like hey i I know this but my attitude didn't always reflect that and and those challenges you face as a as a college athlete are a lot i mean i grew up in texas and now i'm in south florida which is Probably the devil's playground. People probably say it's Las Vegas, but I mean South Florida. There's a lot of temptation in a lot of different ways. And you're a college athlete; you have a lot of temptation around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a as a football team, you know, we had some success s- some years more than others. Um, you know, I had a lot of personal success. There, there's that's when you know pride or right. uh, you know ego be, could become a, in, into the factor and like if if you don't remember who your creator is and you don't you know spending time with him constantly and if you're not humbled before him it's easy to fall into some of those just challenges um yeah. thinking thinking that your your uh you know you know pride or um yeah. you know, some, some of those other, some of those other things that, you know, I mentioned, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's really staying plugged in. It's really staying, um, you know, connected to the vine and, and remembering yeah. where, where you are, where, uh, where you, where you, uh, what, what your purpose is and in, right. in all of that.
0: Right. And so if, if there's, you know, I know there's temptations, I know there's challenges, and there is everywhere, but I just, I can only imagine being in that spotlight of, of Division One, big-time school, uh, some would even maybe argue Blue Blood program uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. Um, I, you know, I can only imagine the challenges. So what do you say to a guy listening right now who, you know, may be doubting, His faith, doubting his God, you know, doubting God or 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 angry at God. Maybe we've got people that are listening that are, you know, trapped in a an injury right now that this didn't turn out like they thought, or you know, they're not getting treated how they, you know, this uh, this guy's getting love that I'm not getting, and so he's getting more snaps or you know more minutes on the court. What do you say to that guy about kind of staying staying steadfast in his faith and staying strong in that time?
1: if if they already identify as a Christian then if they don't, I I would share, I would share the gospel with them. But if they, if they do, I would say, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. I was, I was eating lunch with a friend yesterday and we were talking about this exact topic of, you know, things he has going on in his life. And I've been in some absolute ruts and, you know, uh, times in my life where, I had no idea what God was doing and I was very confused. Um, (laughs) but then you remove five years later and you look back and you're like, I see it now. And even if I don't see it, that's not important. Like I part of being a Christian is, you know, is trusting in him and submitting to him and, and, you know, everything that we hold on so tightly, just handing that to him, like you are, uh, you are his, um, and a lot of times he's he's moving the pieces in your life to help you or put you on the path that redirects you to put you on the path that he wants. And sometimes he doesn't do that, you know, gently or or on your yeah. timelines or in so ways that you would like. Either
0: it's not obvious all the time either,
1: right in that moment, right? Absolutely, like yeah, I, I shared, you know, uh, uh, I shared, I mentioned it earlier. Where I was like, I had a very weird path to get to Detroit you know I was I was a four-year starter in Miami and a lot of uh you know kind of mock drafts had me going and you know the higher rounds and I blew out my knee my last ever college football game um which is not something I recommend you said any advice don't blow out your knee if you want to get drafted um
0: yes because you had all the control over that right
1: <laughs> right right yeah, yeah. right but but that, that was perfect. what I was saying is I I went from and and I'll I'll give you the the abbreviated version but I went from thinking I'm going to be this top pick I'm falling in the draft uh even in the process a lot of teams that wanted to meet with me didn't want to meet with me anymore because it's a meat market and of course they're they're not going to take somebody with only one healthy knee um and that was really you know hard for me um it was really hard for me to swallow of like, I've worked so hard for this. Why is this all getting take what felt like taken away at the moment? Yeah. And the last team I thought I was going to go to was Detroit, and when I went there, um, you know several years into it, when I saw my life being completely rerouted and turned upside down and having this like fire for Jesus. Looking back, it's like this was absolutely orchestrated to put me here in this environment. Who knows? You know, obviously, not. That's not to say he couldn't have done that later in my life, but he did this to bring me closer to him. Yeah, if and you are not know, go would, at your
0: knee, where do you go? And then what's your path at that point? Right, right, awesome. right.
1: And there, I mean, and there's there's several more. There's even other opportunities in my life that I could I can say that is like, yeah. just because it's it's a down season right now or it's the season you don't understand why or the advice would give you you don't understand why like there there is a why but it's it's yeah you you haven't seen it yet
0: yeah so yeah i mean you're you lived exactly what we're talking about here as far as the the guy that may be angry or doubting or confused in his faith if we're talking to the christian he's kind of asking those questions why me just like any probably any normal human would like i can't say that a 18 to 22 year old guy is going to just immediately be mature enough to go, Oh, you know, this is part of the plan. I get it. I mean, this is, this is fine. I'll walk strong through this the entire way. Like, I don't know that everybody, I don't know that adults do that right now, you know, you know, grown men, but I, I like what you said, because you, you had to sort of trigger yourself back into that. All right. You know, like, I think there's a plan here. Like I don't know what it is, but I'm just gonna go walk it out and be obedient. I think obedience is the key. Like even if you don't get it, walk in obedience anyway.
1: Yeah. And to be clear, like that was advice. I, I'm not saying I did that perfectly because as right. as a twenty one year old kid, yeah. I was confused and you know, angry, uh, or you know, maybe not fully angry with God, but just angry at the situation. And yeah. No, but looking back, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I, I know yeah. he knew exactly what he was doing. And, that's good. You, yeah.
0: He, so, would you say that's your defining moment? I mean, if if anybody was to look back on your journey in college, let's just be specifically, you know, speak specifically with college uh, and football. Was that your defining moment? I mean, I can't imagine that the last play or the last game of blowing out your knee was the only defining moment. But did you have any along the way being a four-year starter that you can look back and say? Ooh, man! I was at a crossroads in my faith, and this was just one of those aha moments where where the light kind of went on. Or maybe the way that you invested in somebody else uh, in along those lines. Anything stand out to you?
1: Yeah, I, I would say I would say that's probably it. I've had others in my life post college, um, yeah. where you know when my NFL career came to an end, I had a lot of a lot of things happening in my life. Uh, family members sick um, uh, accusations on me legally that weren't true. Um, like it was, uh, it was, there was a lot of things where like, what's coming out of this. And then what came out of that was, you know, a better situation than where I was to start with.
0: Um,
1: because, um, so there, there's been several moments in my life and it's too hard to name all of them, but most of the ones Uh, I forgot a friend told me a while ago, years ago, it was like, if, uh, if you don't get your life right with Jesus, he will. And and he does it, he does it in a, he doesn't, uh, um, he does it in a different way than you, like he will shake up your life to do it. And I've, I've seen that happen several times over in my life where, you know, if he wants, if he wants to redirect me, he will, he will shake up my entire life. Um, so looking back now, now I'm older. I don't know if I'm fully wiser, but for someone who's been through a couple of those of like, now, you know, I, I don't know how non-Christians could face these moments. Like what, what are they, what do they have to fall back on? What do they have to, um, you know, trust in that, that this is going to get them through it. And even for Christians, it's not easy. It's yeah. not, it's not like, Oh, it's cool. Like everything's going terrible around me. Like, but it's fine. Like they're human, but like, at least there's that reminder. There's at least that, and they can continue to fall back on there's least people in their life what um, we goes back to what we said earlier around having godly people in their life that can have be continual reminders mm-hmm. um, of that yeah. and so yeah so
0: you your so your journey in college you mentioned that there were a few there um, that was sort of a, a light bulb went off but for that person listening right now that you know again the Christian guy that that, uh, is trying to do the right thing. Right. He's in a, maybe he's even in a Bible study. Maybe he's kind of pouring into some other guys. Um, man, did you, did you have sort of a situation that you can look back and say, man, I was, let's just put, let's phrase it this way. Did you have a situation? You were like, man, I'm kind of proud of, kind of proud of how I handled that or kind of how, you know, that, that, that reflected my faith in Christ, you know, pretty well like you see what i'm asking so you know a moment where you're like hey you know i could have done this but i did this and i'm i'm okay with that like talk about that
1: yeah i I was uh, i was fortunate enough and blessed that my teammates nominated me to be a captain twice uh Mm -hmm. you know for us and there was probably a couple you know whether it was arguments in the locker room or bigger kind of, uh, uh, I don't want to say debates, but, you know, kind of team issues. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and we did a pretty good job kind of policing ourselves. We didn't have need a lot of coaches stepping in for all the, the super minor things and yeah, as kind of being nominated as the teammates, by you know, as, as the captain of the, of the team might be, junior and senior year. I don't want to get into specifics of exactly what was happening, but but like there was, I I was, um, there were opportunities to,
0: uh, you know, escalate a situation, escalate a situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and, And there was opportunities to, you know, you know, be, you know, be a light in this world, uh, you know, for Christ and whether that was, always sharing his testimony or just living that out. And, you know, for the most part, um, you know, I, I think I, um, you know, in those situations where it was the, I handled it in a way that would be reflective of.
0: Yeah. That's good. Cause that answers my question. Cause you could have handled it a certain way. If you would have just let mm -hmm. your flesh direct you, you could have handled it just like everybody else was, seemingly gonna handle it right and it could have escalated but but i like that because when you said that something triggered in me that you know biblical masculinity um to me is guys stepping into chaos and creating order you know Mm -hmm. that's part of our role and i think whether you knew it or not that you were doing that but you know you you had this I guess, aura about you, this presence about you. Obviously you've led an example because they had nominated you captain, made you captain. You know, you had this, when you step into a situation, you're kind of like, you're too young to remember EF Hutton commercials, but when EF Hutton spoke, everybody listened. Like that was the, that was the tagline for the commercial. So you step into a situation in this presence. I like that because you created order and you helped create order. Maybe you didn't single-handedly, but uh, no, it's good. It's perfect. And I kind of, caught you off guard with a little bit of off script direction there, but I felt like there was a story. And if we peeled it back, I think we got there. So I like that, Um, man. So let's talk to yourself now, as we kind of round this out, this conversation, talk to your younger version of yourself, you know, 18 years old, 17, whatever coming in, you're, you know, you're four or five star recruit. You're going to start as a freshman, which is that's crazy in itself. So you can talk to yourself now. One thing, one piece of advice, one thing you wish you would have known or been told going into all this, what's kind of the, the answer to the test you would give yourself?
1: Man. Uh, yeah. You know, what I, but tend to answer to questions like that or we, we've alluded to them um, a couple times. It took me too long in my life to figure that out. So if I could go back and tell the 17, 18 year old Jason, some advice it would be like figure out the skill set figure out the craft that you want to work on that you want to master and go find who does that the absolute best and then attach yourself to their hip learn from them and you know figure out any you know nuanced things that they do or uh you know i i learned this too late in my career when i would, but when i got drafted i started I think I annoyed Jeff Bacchus to death. He was the left tackle in Detroit because I was just asking him questions constantly of like, all right, what do you do in this situation? How do you know if this is going to happen? How do, can you read this? And I wish I would have started that earlier in my career. Yeah. Uh, and not only from a from a football standpoint of, hey, I'm trying to learn. Hey, I can go spend time with my coaches and they can teach me. But from a from a faith perspective as well. Um, yeah. Or, or whatever perspective that is. If, hey, if you want to you want to grow in your faith you need to hang out with people that can be not only great role models for you but that that can teach you and that can hold you accountable and, and do all the things that we have talked about and whatever it is it, you don't even have to be it could be outside of you know athletics whatever if you want to learn about if you're struggling in class and you have you know math problem you know you're struggling with math it doesn't make no sense just to just keep doing the same thing you're doing over again and just hopefully it gets better you need to go find someone who's amazing in math and, you know, attach yourself to them and like they yeah. can teach you and
0: yeah. uh, humble yourself and go find those people that you can kind of get those experiences from and, and learn from. But, you know, uh, so kind of another question along those lines, if we kind of reverse it a little bit, it kind of leads us into closing up shop with this last question is, you know, I, I want you to finish the sentence. I've made an impact in the lives of my teammates because and you know that you did right so uh it kind of goes to I'm, I'm gonna not put words in your mouth i'm gonna let you answer but maybe you were that for somebody else and that's how you know you were there so how were you an impactful guy in the lives of your teammates how did you know that
1: yeah i, I tried to be i i tried I, like um, um and, and it probably evolved in my career but i always tried to be that person that could help on and off the field, you know, the later it, as in the NFL, like I was not the most talented guy. And, you know, probably people, when people are like, Hey, who's the best offensive lineman in the league, they probably didn't circle me on the, on the list and say like, yeah, I'm gonna go spend all my time with them. But there were things, whether that was, whether it was faith-based, which I didn't get to this in the the Detroit story. but when I went, like, when I went to a Bible study in Detroit, 40 guys out of the 53 guys were there. When I went to a Bible study, my first Bible study in, wow. in, in, uh, with the with the Dolphins it was me and one other guy and so it was like all right we need to we need to, we need to grow this right we need to start finding guys in the locker room we need to pour into their lives from a, from a faith base but it was even other things like if we saw things when rookies came in and they had a lot of questions about the NFL hey where should I live what should I do like how should yeah. I handle my family how's it like you know or hey you know do you use your you know how do you handle this from a tax perspective or from an agent perspective or from this perspective? Hey, this is my, this is what I'm being presented. How do you think about that? I just always tried to make myself a resource uh, for guys on the team, uh, whether it was faith-based or for anything else. So if I could, if I could pay that back or be helpful, um, that that was, I I I definitely wanted to.
0: I almost, yeah, I kind of figured that's what I can see that in your spirit and just kind of the way you are. I, I can see you wanting to be that for people. That thing that you value in somebody else is usually what you want to be for somebody else, right? So uh, you became a mentor, you sought out mentors. And so I think that came full circle, man. It's great to hear your story. Cause I, and I know you've got things stacked up on your calendar today, but before I let you go, it's been, I mean, it's been an honor, but um, tell us about earbuds where we can go Find it, your website, different things, resources that we can, that these audience can go tap into that you're part of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, And and I've joined it as well, John. Uh, Earbuds, the site is earbudsmusic.com, or you can search earbuds in the Android or iOS, Apple store or app store. uh, And you can find it. You just download the app. It's free. Just sync your existing Spotify, Apple music or whatever your, you know, existing streaming services and you can start sharing and connecting with your friends.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So if we wanted to connect with you on there, what would be the, what music would be the most likely for us to find you listening to in that moment?
1: Mostly country music. Uh, There's, there's some, there's some, there's some praise music. There's some, there's some hip hop. There's some, I have a very eclectic, <laughs> eclectic taste. It just depends on what I'm doing. If I'm, I got you, my, my work playlist is a lot different than my working out playlist.
0: Me too. Same, same here. Well, Hey, I, on behalf of the audience, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, you know, audience, I know you got something out of this because I know you're living right there in that space where Jason talked about. He was, and I know that you have those questions, those challenges, find somebody, Humble yourself and find somebody to latch on that is good at what you want to be good at or is strong in areas you want more strength. So until next time, he's been Jason Fox. We've been Last in Line. Be blessed.